Hello everyone, just a quick trigger warning. This episode will be discussing themes of suicide. So, listener discretion is advised. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Status Alternative Podcast. My name is Brittany and I'm actually re-recording this because I think my first intro got corrupted. So, (laughs) on today's episode, I will be discussing the 2006 indie romance comedy film, Wrist Cutter's A Love Story. So, Wrist Cutter's A Love Story is a movie about, that came out in 2006. It's about a guy named Zia, who, after breaking up with his girlfriend, he ends up committing suicide, and he ends up in this sort of bleak, uh, purgatory with a bunch of other people who committed suicide and along the way he befriends a guy who also is there named Eugene. Eugene is a Russian rocker. Um, He also committed suicide while he was on stage and you know they become friends while Zia's out in the bar out in a bar and he um, ends up getting information from a friend of his who he sees while he's in this purgatory that tells him that his ex actually commits suicide a month after he did. So after feeling really, really depressed and just feeling like, man, this is, the, he's basically in this like purgatory, nowhere, um, nobody can smile while they're here. It's just a pretty mundane, bleak, bland life that he's leading until he realizes oh crap my ex is still alive maybe we can get back together and maybe that will solve my sort of very depressive state and along the way they end up meeting uh this girl named Mikkel who also um is there but she is claiming that she did not actually commit suicide she actually OD'd she's there by mistake and she's looking for these people in charge so that being said, I will continue into the next part of where my previous episode, actually, I saved the corrupted. I didn't save the corrupted. I'm just re-recording this. So the next sound you're probably going to hear is just me recapping uh, everything after the whatever I was able to salvage. So thank you for listening to this re-recording and enjoy the rest of the episode. Yeah, so, like, not a lot of stuff really happens in this, like, town that they are living in. It's just a really small town. Like, Zia, up until that point, was, like, living with um some Austrian guy because he was working at this place called Kamikaze Pizza. And his boss ended up hooking him up, hooking him up with a roommate. So, he's kind of living this very matter-of-fact, like, very dull existence until... Like, he runs into an old friend of his, and his old, one of his, like, friends tells him, hey, you know, um, I thought, like, the whole suicides happening in threes was, like, weird, but the fact that, like, you, then your ex, and then me, and then he was like, wait, his ex is here? And it turns out his ex-girlfriend actually committed suicide one month after Zia did, so hers is a very interesting one, so... Zia gets it upon him. Zia has, like, this whole, like, idea of let me go find her. Because he, up until, like, the very, like, middle part of the movie, he he basically just really, really misses his girlfriend. And he misses, like, 
well, he just misses his girlfriend and he wants to see her again. And when he hears, like, oh, yeah, she's still alive, he has this rejuvenated feeling of, like, let me go find her and maybe we can just, you know, even though we're in this purgatory together, let me just, like, rekindle that flame so that we can just be together. So, Eugene reluctantly agrees because he thinks this is, like, a load of hogwash. This doesn't, like, it's not... Like, there's no way. There's totally no way that she still... Like, she's, she did commit suicide, but he's just thinking, like, you don't even know where to find her. He's very reluctant. He's very reluctant, that Eugene. But he ends up going anyway because uh, Zia asks him, like, dude, what else are you going to do? And he's like, all right. So they go on this road trip, and on this road trip, they encounter a woman named Mikhail, or Mike, for short. So they come across her and she basically tells them, I'm not supposed to be here. I need to go see the people in charge, um, this stuff, because apparently her case is different because she doesn't, she never really, she never committed suicide. She was actually, um, on accident. She OD'd, which to her, there's a difference. So they embark on this whole road trip and along the way they come across like certain stops and certain like interesting people like before they got before they met Mike um they actually Eugene and Z- Z- Zia or Zaya either way um they embark on a road they're on their way and Zia is telling Eugene like yeah my Eugene is telling Z- Zia like, my headlights don't work. I've been trying to get these headlights working for the past, like, years or so since I've been here. And they never work. And they decide to go to this, like, car shop where Mark Boone Jr. and Clayne Crawford, who are playing these characters who also committed suicide, and they're, like, this, like, mechanics. They're trying to fix his, uh, they're trying to fix his headlights to no avail. They take, so they basically spend, like, three days at this mechanic shop trying to, um, trying to get his headlights fixed. And uh, also along the way, you find out a little tidbit. Um, Basically, there's like maybe a black hole underneath the passenger seat in Eugene's car where anything that goes underneath that seat just disappears and can never be found again. So (laughs) one one of the running gags in the film is that like, Along the way, they do this, like, travel montage where Eugene, Zaya, and Mike are getting close. They're becoming friends. And each one of them is, loses, like, something. Like, Z is always losing um, Eugene's sunglasses in the car. Uh, Mike ends up losing a tube of lipstick. They throw a map under there because they're kind of lost. And along the way, they just become friends. Now, in the beginning, though, I will say this. Eugene starts hitting on Mike uh, to no avail. It makes her very uncomfortable. And Zia um, is also, like, he's not hitting on her, but he's kind of, like, mo- like pining over her from afar because even though, like, even though he knows he, the whole purpose of this, re- the whole purpose of this trip is to try and save his relationship, he can't help but feel like he's falling for Mikhail. So, as that is going on, basically, um, they also come across, uh, let's see, they come across, like, a gas station 
where Zia ends up inadvertently leaving the nozzle for the gas pump in the car, and they almost drive off. The guy who's running the gas station is like, look, you need to come in here, basically tell me what's going on. Um, uh, what you were thinking while the incident happened. He has to fill out an incident report. And while filling out an incident report, he basically um, finds out uh, Desiree's address and her phone number just to go see her. They think they may have found a lead. And it turns out it is a bust because she actually moved. So Zia's still despondent. Zia's still hurt and still trying to figure out, you know, the current situation and everything. Um, he ends up going. They all end up uh, driving at night. <coughs> and there's this weird dude sitting on the, like, middle of the road in the middle of the night. They have to swerve the car to avoid hitting him. And the car ends up getting jacked up. So then they find this dude named Neller, who's played by Tom Waits. Funny enough, in the beginning of the movie, there's a song Z is playing while he's cleaning up his apartment before he commits suicide. And the song that's playing is a Tom Waits song. And funny enough, he plays Neller in the movie. So I found that very funny, watching this movie back a couple of years later. So they end up at this camp, and at the camp, they end up stumbling upon... Um, just, like, the fact that this place is weird, because not only is it weird, and it's just a bunch of people at this camp, um, and it's pretty cool, everything's pretty chill, but it's the fact that, like, Zia notices, like, there's these miracles happening. So, Zia takes notice of it, Mike and Eugene don't notice it at first, but then they're like, Dude, are you, like, what is wrong with you? Like, what is going on here? But they, but Neller basically tells them, yeah, it's like these little miracles that tend to happen while we're, like, only in this area, weird stuff starts to happen. Because one of the miracles that they were first witness to, aside from Z Zia noticing a guy floating in a chair, is one of the instances they notice is while they were driving on the road before they met Keller, they noticed that... They noticed that the headlights on Eugene's car finally started working. So that was like one of the miracles because uh, Zia was asleep. Mike and Eugene were still driving and Mike was just pushing random buttons when all of a sudden Eugene's headlights started to work. So, uh, yeah, that was the first of the many miracles. And one of the other miracles would be like um, Mikhail lighting her cigarette with a match, she flicks the match, and then all of a sudden the match starts floating. And this becomes, like, Zia's, like, main preoccupation because he feels like all... He, he doesn't feel like this woe is me, but he's kind of feeling a bit down because, once again, he's hit a dead end trying to find Desiree. So, one other interesting thing that I, uh... that you notice is throughout the movie, Zia is plagued with memories of Desiree and what some of the memories are like make him miss her and like he's really pining over her and then one of the one of the memories that he remembers was like they're at the Zaya and Desiree are at the beach and she says if you're ever gonna cheat on me cheat on me with somebody pretty or something like that and that kind of catches Zaya off guard but he doesn't really respond back to it so while they're at camp and everything Mike 
and Zia become even more closer. Zia starting to realize that he's starting to develop feelings for Mikael. And also, Zia and Mikael aren't the only love that's blooming because Eugene ends up meeting uh, this woman named Nanook, who's a mute and is into throat singing. And it very much intrigues uh, Eugene. And you get to basically see their relationship blossom over the last, like, 30 or so minutes of the movie. And I just find them cute. Like, granted, in the beginning of the movie, Eugene is a bit of a creep with a very limited, like, kind of a limited view on women and a very limited, like, opinion of women. But you can see that he genuinely does care for Nanook. And she reciprocates his feelings because I feel like Nanook is very much different from the women he's mostly been around and attracted to. So, they forget... So, Zia ends up forgetting about um, Desiree while they're at this camp. Um, they're just pretty much all just there, just enjoying their time while they're there. And Zia and Mikkel end up getting into, like, kind of like a mini argument because, um, Mike is pretty much, like, kind of over Zia trying to, like, force miracles because while they're supposedly out supposed to get logs to bring back to the camp, um, they are actually, uh, watching Nanook and Eugene, uh, fishing. And during, while they're fishing, Eugene catches a fish and his miracle starts where he turns the fish a different color. Now this upsets Zia because Zia becomes really, really preoccupied on it. And he makes a comment about it and Mikkel is like, dude, you gotta quit with this whole you hoping to get these miracles. And he makes, makes a rebuttal like, yeah, like, you supposedly are looking for these people in charge, like, there's real or something like that. And that's when Mikkel tells Zia, like, first of all, I didn't commit suicide, I OD'd. And you get that, you get that flashback. And that's another thing that happens throughout this movie. Um, sometimes with certain characters that they encounter, they will see how they committed suicide. Um, for Zia, he cut his wrist. For Eugene, he basically killed himself while he was on stage by pouring a beer while his guitar was still um plugged in uh nanook uh was out drinking because she's originally from alaska and she caught frostbite and had hypothermia or she froze to death i would assume um the mechanics they committed suicide in a hot tub by slitting their wrists and held hands in a hot tub um, let's see there's an officer that was arresting mike because mike ended up like leaving because she heard Eugene and Z Zia, Zia, I can I can never pronounce his name. Patrick Fugit's character, um, and they she overheard them talking crap about her behind her back. She basically says "screw you" and she runs off. But they come across Nick, um, a uh, officer who's played by Nick Offerman. Um, and you see how he committed suicide, which was him shooting himself in the mouth. So, one of the, um, so, you fast forward, and basically, Eugene's enjoying his time at the camp with Nanook. Um, he's gotten back into music because of her. She's, um, he basically, um, 
I think he's pretty much told his mom about her because they actually have Nanook and Eugene have a, um one major thing they have in common is the fact that um Eugene like I said before Eugene's family his brother his father and his mother all committed suicide and he was living with them while he was like in that purgatory and the same thing happened with Nanook but she doesn't live with her folks she lives over at that camp so there's a couple of things they have in common so there's that so fast forward so Zia and um Mikkel kind of agree to like they have to part ways because obviously Eugene is gonna stay at the camp because he's met in a nook and he wants to build something with her um and Eugene and Zaya they need to leave uh not Eugene and Zaya Eugene no nah, I keep saying Eugene Zaya and Mikkel they have to leave because Mikkel is still on the search for the people in charge and Zaya is still looking for Desiree. And that's when one of the camp members, Jan, um, he says that like that he found Neller's dog, Freddy, who was actually with Messiah King, when Jan went on a walk and he got lost and he found their encampment. So basically, Mikkel, Neller... Jan and Zaya end up going off to go find Nettler's dog. And they end up getting lost themselves. It's in the middle of the night. They make a camp. And Zaya and Mikkel end up going off. And that's when they have their heart to heart. Um, and that's when Zaya ends up kissing Mikkel. And that's when he sort of realizes like he's in love with her instead of Desiree. So they end up finally finding camp the next morning. And that's when Zaya ends up finding not only, like, they find Neller's dog, but they also find the Messiah King, who apparently, I think, in a past life was a cult leader before he committed suicide. Because he was originally trying to kill himself, but also ascend his soul from his body or whatever. It was the thing. He died while doing it. So, in the beginning of the film, Zaya's doing his own narration about, like, what he thinks may have happened after his death with Desiree. And he couldn't have been more on the money. It's just that certain um, certain instances, instances, such as him not thinking she was going to kill herself a month after he did. So, what ends up happening, what ended up happening, and I guess it was true, after uh the funeral after Zaya's funeral um well not funeral because I'll get into that but in his narration Zaya assumes like oh yeah she went to my funeral she was devastated she met this guy they start one thing leads to another they sleep together and bing bang boom they've been together ever since which is half true so Actually, I'm going to get to that in a minute. I will get to that in a minute. But yes, he st- they go to there. They try to get the dog back. The dog's not going back with them. So Mikkel is actually looking around, kind of talking to people, trying to figure out. While Meanwhile, Zaya's trying to figure out maybe if he should tell her um, that he loves her. Because Neller's like, you should tell her that you're in love with her. And he's like, yeah. And he's still toying with the idea. Because he, while there... And while trying to get the dog back, that is when Zia sees Desiree. 
and then she's walking with a cane and it turns out that one she basically says like she was devastated she felt bad after their breakup and basically his breakup leading her to commit suicide she ends up finding messiah king um and after she basically said after he was pronounced dead because this is after he did that sort of ritual where he stabbed himself in the heart and he died from it she said that she heard his soul speaking to him so what she ended up doing was she went to the root went to the she went to an elevator in the hospital where he was pronounced dead went to the roof and she flew air quotes meaning she jumped off the roof and that is why she's walking with a limp so what ends up happening next messiah king is basically still on his bull so what he's trying to do is he's trying to do what he did when he was alive basically doing the same thing and that's why this whole crowd is there because they're following messiah king so here's here's an interesting thing because it does raise the question so what happens if somebody commits suicide twice and what happens to their body we don't know we honestly don't know because messiah king does it again um he's seemingly dead again uh nothing really happens with his body and basically neller calls for backup it turns out neller actually works in the undercover unit for the people in charge the people that um mikhail was actually looking for so it is true mikhail was right the people in charge are basically people who are these kind of foot soldiers who are in charge of what's going on with the purgatories and everything so it's a bit of a upgrade above the cops. So um, what ends up happening is Mikkel ends up going to speak to one of the people in charge. There's a huge commotion because they show up trying to disperse this crowd. They take away Desiree. They take away uh, Messiah King's body. Neller goes with them along with the dog and he goes to the camp. Um, uh, what is it? Mikkel goes off with them. And she says to Zaya that she'll be back in five minutes. That doesn't happen. Um, it's now nightfall. The camp is like totally disbanded. Um, and it turns out that Neller lied to everyone. The camp is disbanded. It was actually a front on people in charge property. And Neller shouldn't have done that. So it, it basically, the camp is now disbanded. So what ends up happening next is... Zaya ends up getting picked up by Eugene and Nanook, along with Freddie, and they're going to the train station. So Nanook, Freddie, and Eugene are getting on a train to the North Pole to go see uh, Nanook's family. The camp is no more. And that is when Eugene tells Zaya, hey, Mikkel actually made it back. So what's going to happen is he basically tells Zaya, Mikkel actually met with somebody in the per met with a person in charge. It turns out there was a mistake. Z uh, Mikkel is actually going back to life. She's leaving that purgatory, and that totally upsets Zaya, who, after meeting Desiree again for the first time since he's committed suicide, he had a change of heart, realizing, eh, this relationship's not gonna work. She's still hung up on Messiah King. And Zaya actually realizes he has feelings for Mikkel. So, basically, Zaya's beside herself, his best friend, 
and he made is now going with his new girlfriend. Um, so it's just him, and now he's even more lost than ever. So he eventually, like, faces what's going to happen, and he just goes back. He makes his way back to the... Well, he doesn't make his way back. So what ends up happening is is that Zaya's at a, like a, like a stop. He's at a stoplight where um, a train is about to, like, go past. And he takes Eugene's car back to town so he can just go live his mundane life again. So, um, what ends up happening is he drops the tape that he's been listening to and that they've all been listening to. It's a tape of uh, Eugene's old band. So, funny enough, the song that's played throughout the... The song that's played throughout the film is called Through the Roof and Underground by Gogel Bradello. And after watching this movie, I ended up getting the song on my iPod. Because it's really a good song. It's a really good song. So, what ends up happening, he drops the tape because the tape is malfunctioning under Eugene's seat where there's that black hole. And the black hole... Uh, so let me backtrack. So yes, Mikkel is back. She is, she goes back to the land of the living and Zaya ends up falling into the black hole. So while Zaya is in this black hole that has all of the stuff they've dropped in it, Mikkel's lipstick is seen, the flowers Zaya got from the convenience store so he can give them to Desiree at their, at her old home address. Um, a couple of Eugene's shade, his l- shades, his sunglasses, his lighter. Basically, you see that floating through. And also the map Eugene threw into the black hole. So, while he's floating in there, you see Neller um, go to this warehouse where everyone's suicide pile is um, tucked away in these boxes. And Neller takes Zaya's file, presuming, presuming that that means... Neller pulled some strings because Neller actually didn't commit suicide. He was working for the people in charge. He just works there. So Neller ends up uh, taking Zaya's file and you are left with the impression that he's the one that caused Zaya to come back to life. Because surprise, Zaya's suicide attempt failed. So you fast forward, Zaya is actually in the hospital. His parents are outside talking to the doctor he has his wrist tape up because I'm guessing his family stopped by because I guess because he does mention to his um he does mention to Eugene's like mother and father and brother like yeah towards the end he didn't really like talk to them as much so I'm guessing they did like a courtesy check they found him they rushed him to the hospital and he's fine and I guess the same thing happened with Mikkel because she OD'd in the middle of the day on the street and I'm guessing somebody may have noticed, called the hospital. So that is uh, the kind of, like, surprise ending. Because they both end up in the same hospital room. And they they realize, oh my god, we're alive. So my guess is, is that this is how I kind of see it happening. So obviously, I, I this is my happy ending. Because they kind of leave it open. Uh, like, they leave it very much open, because now, Mikkel, they get to pursue a relationship in the land of the living, and they smile, because one of the things uh, Mike basically said was, like, who wants to live, stay at a place where you don't smile? So, this is this is what I'm guessing. 
um, happened. It, it's sort of like what happens after they get out of the hospital. So he helps her kick her drug problem that she had. And he kind of brings like a new rejuvenated life and light to her li- to his life. Because now he has new hopes for a new relationship. They genuinely like each other. They've been around each other for like longer. And he kind of understands her and they end up together. So I'd like to think, I'd like to assume that. The only thing though, there's this, there was a package that, um, there was a package that, uh, Eugene wanted Zaya to give to his family and now they probably won't get it or maybe they'll get it. Well, whatever. Who knows? I would also like to assume that Nanook and Eugene are basically like they're still together raising the dog and they get to go back and forth to go see Eugene's family and Eugene's family loves Nanook and everything. So I'd like to assume that has a happy ending. But yeah, that's a wrist cutter's a love story. So it's um, I remember watching this like like I said before earlier in this episode, like 10 years ago. And I remember one of my uh, classmates, because I told them about the movie that I saw, and they were like, oh, yeah, I love that movie. They liked one of the actresses in the film. Like, he was really, really enamored with her, but I can't remember which one that he was enamored with. I think it was Mikkel's character, or it was Desiree's. The actress that he said that he was really into either the girl that, the actress that played Mikkel's, Mikkel or the actress that played Desiree, but I can't remember that many. I can't remember that detail specifically, but I remember we talked about that, this movie and I I really enjoyed it. It's a very like, it's a very like indie movie. Like the soundtrack is weird and everything like that. It's one of those small time movies. So I enjoyed it. Um, like I said, you can watch it on HBO max. You can watch it on Hulu. So yeah, it's a very good film. I highly recommend it. It's like one of those films where if you just need like to pass the time or you just are kind of bored looking for something to watch, you can watch it. But yeah, it's a really solid movie. So, highly recommend. So, um, yeah, that basically does it. I feel I I'm kind of like I have this idea or like I'm starting to realize like when I talk about like any type of movies or TV series, like there's a lot of me just recapping what I've like watched or what I've said because before like 30 minutes prior to me like recording this episode I actually watched this movie so eh. (laughs) so I think I'm just gonna do that because I like talking about these movies um they're all very funny or interesting or there's something I really like or enjoy about them but yeah go watch this movie I'm not sponsored by the way but still I I like spreading the word on things I like so with that being said um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore, at roll underscore martyr underscore X. I'm going to get this right eventually. Practice makes perfect. I'm going to get this right eventually. But yeah, you can find me on that. Um, I recently, if you haven't heard my last episode, I recently got my Tumblr back. Uh, you can follow me on Tumblr at roll martyr X underscore but the martyr has a four instead of an A in it, so there's that. Uh, you can just go on the you can just go on the status alternative page on uh, anchor.com and just find all my socials because it's in my uh, it's in my bio. It's in the bio. 
or the description box, whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah, you can donate to the show, like, share, and subscribe to the show if you also choose. Uh, it's very helpful. So yeah. Anyway, my name has been Brittany. This has been the Status Alternative Podcast, and I will catch you all on the next episode. Stay alternative.